Hi guys, welcome to the Powerful AF Podcast. My name is Bracey Dutton and I share on the internet how I healed my food addiction by ditching toxic thoughts and ingredients. This podcast is all about empowering you with the knowledge to get on the other side of food addiction. A lot of it has to do with food and a lot more of it has to do with healing our mindset. We'll talk about healing trauma, getting rid of those nasty limiting beliefs that are holding us back and how to fully step into your power and own your life. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, keep listening. All right. I'm so excited to have my friend Ashley here with us. And today we're going to talk about what she specializes specializes in is um, I'm calling it like deep nutrition. I've never even heard her call it that, but I look up to her in so many ways because she is just so knowledgeable about the processes of the body and how our foods contribute to how we feel on a very deep level. And I'm going to let her explain it better based on what she kind of specializes in, but we met on Instagram like a couple years ago, I think. And I'm mm-hmm. so excited to have her on the podcast so that she can share her knowledge with you guys. So yeah, first, Ashley, just introduce yourself. Tell us how you explain what it is you do. And we'll start with that. Okay. I'm also not very good at explaining that either yet. So (laughs) deep nutrition. I like that. I'll use that. (laughs) Um, I am, my name is Ashley. Um, I started learning more about minerals and nutrition, um, specifically minerals a little over a, probably like a year and a half, almost two years ago. Um, prior to that, I was always very health conscious as far as like organic foods, real foods, you know, non-toxic living, all those things I was very into, but like minerals was a whole new world. Like something I had never even thought about or heard of, or like even it never crossed my mind for a second. Um, so, um, I started, basically I started getting a lot of thyroid self-diagnosed thyroid issues um, which I didn't understand why, because I was super duper healthy air quotes. <laughs> I was working out every day. I ate all organic. I, you know, veggies over anything, all the things. And I was like, I should not be a sick person. This is stupid. I don't understand this. What is wrong? What were your um, um, symptoms? Um, like- I, well, initially the symptoms that caught my eye, once I look back, I'm like, wow, I had symptoms for 15 years. I didn't even put together, but my initial symptoms were like, I had, um, at first like a rapid weight gain, which I've never had in my life unless I was pregnant. Um, so I started gaining weight, even though I was working out five days a week, eating, you know, no different than I had always ate. Um, I would just hit like an absolute wall at two o'clock, which a lot of, what I found like moms in particular, I'm a mom, I have three kids and I'm pregnant with twins again. So I'll have five kids just view that as super normal. Like, Oh yeah. Two o'clock hits you're dead. You like, that's just considered how you should feel. 
So I didn't think anything of it, but it hit me like a wall more than it had ever hit me. I was just, I woke up tired. I was never rested. I could sleep for, you know, 12 hours straight. I'd still be tired. Um, yeah. And I was like really irritable at my kids. Like, I guess triggered would be the right word. Like they weren't particularly doing anything wrong or naughty. It was just like all of a sudden, like all the noise or all the running or all the screaming or all the whatever, just them being kids, like set me into a rage. And that's not fair to them. That's not fair to me. Like nobody wants to be like that as a mom, but you're almost like expected or like, it's just, it's accepted that that's what you live with. If you're a mom, like you, you don't get to enjoy your kids. You just keep them alive. Like, and you're not enjoying the little things. You're just getting through the grind of day-to-day life. And I was like, this is not, I don't think this is right. Like, I know my life's different with kids now, but I don't think this is expected how we're supposed to live to just, oh my gosh, I got through another day. We'll do it again tomorrow and not get, not ever see the silver linings, not ever stop and literally just enjoy a moment, like be present in a moment without thinking I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. Like your ongoing to-do list in your head. I was like, just fed up with that. Like, this is not right. And I think so many moms, women and women for sure, moms in particular, but women in general have that running to-do list in their head. They're just accepted that, you know, they have no libido. That's normal. They don't, all these things where I'm like, this can't be right. So I was like, okay, I need to reassess literally everything I'm doing because it's clearly not working, even though I thought I was right. (laughs) I thought I was doing what was right. It, it worked air quotes up until then, but was it really working? Because look where my, look where my body is. Look where my mind is. I had, I had skin issues, eczema hives. I mean, just like looking back, the list was so clear and like long, but I didn't ever, it was just those things that you're like, yeah, you just live with that. Oh, you have eczema? Normal. Like, and we just accept it when it's like, there's your body is screaming at you for a reason. Don't ignore it. (laughs) So that's pretty much where I was at. And it's funny because I think it's interesting that we come from like, we're on the same like learning path, but we came from opposite ends almost of it. And I think that's so interesting because like, like I said, I was like always like a crazy health nut from when I was like 15 years old. I'd exercise every day, which wasn't healthy. I mean, looking back at all, (laughs) but where balance comes in and like the principles of what is truly healthy meet both ends. Like it's not an all or nothing. And it's not what people think of when they think of health. The fitness industry has like hijacked the term health and people have this horrible view of what it really is. Yeah. And that's something I wanted to talk about was because that's your background and like that is, it's just this painted picture of what health is, the the fitness industry and the diet industry and like escaping that and being able to basically like deprogram ourselves so that we can learn the truth. So 
let's talk about that for a minute, what that looked like for you in regard to like, when did it happen for you that you were like, oh, wow, this stuff that I thought was healthy for so long isn't like, was there any part of you that struggled to let go of the whole counting calories and like exercise and all of that? Um, yeah, well, your brain is literally, I mean, your brain is so powerful. <laughs> you know that that's what you talk about all the time. Like it, your brain is like, this is what is right. So I, I mean, I remember for probably, probably a month and a half prior to me being like the light bulb coming on, I was like still doing my workouts every day. I didn't change anything. Um, and I was like consistently gaining weight and I'm like, that's weird. I mean, I didn't really, you know, five pounds. I was like, whatever. I don't, I'm that's okay. I don't care. Um, and I reached out to the person that I, the program I was using. Um, and she was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> Maybe it's muscle. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That'd be amazing. If in six weeks I gained five pounds of muscle, that'd be amazing, but no. And it was just like this light bulb of like, and no, no discredit to her. Like her right. program is great for somebody's body who is capable to do hit workouts right. at the pace that I was doing them. My body was not in the place to do that. My thyroid was not in the place to do that. My metabolism was not in the place to do that. So it was no discredit to her program. Um, but that's when it kind of clicked, like, what, why don't you know what, like, isn't this your job? Like, right. I'm not, why, why would I keep doing this if I'm gaining weight? But my brain did keep doing it because of the endorphins and the like rush you get when you do a hit workout, I was like, you crave that feeling and the cortisol high afterwards, which part of it, yes, is endorphins and endorphins aren't wrong, but the prolonged high is cortisol. Mm -hmm. And I, that's what I need. Like, I didn't realize it then, but I was like, okay, I need to go work out. So then I'm productive for the rest of my day mm -hmm. because when I'm done working out, I'm like rapid fire. My brain's good. I'm like unloading the dishwasher, making lunch, doing all the things all at once. I can't sit still. I can't like, I'm getting so much done. And that's what like, I felt like I needed. Right. And then when I realized like, okay, step back, you're gaining weight. You don't want to gain. Nobody wants to really gain weight. Right. So I'm like, let's just see what's going on. And then I started learning more about thyroid health and I'm like, whoa, that's me. <laughs> like all those things I never thought were a thing, the fatigue, the, like all this, like, I don't know. It's like this women, woman or mom culture, like acceptance, all those symptoms and issues that they just deal with every day and are told is normal. And I'm like, oh, those are actually all thyroid symptoms, metabolism symptoms. I've never thought about my metabolism or my thyroid. I mean, when and I then, think about metabolism, all I think is like, how much can I eat and not get burning it? fat? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have a fast metabolism. You see someone eat pounding all this food. You're like, wow, you got a good metabolism. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay. And I started to find different, I literally just stumbled across pages on Instagram, probably because my phone listens to me. So, you know, yeah. thanks for that. <laughs> um, 
but I I found a few different pages. I found Fallon Danae's page mm-hmm. um, first, I think, and she just talked. She just made nourishing recipes. That's her whole page, pretty much. Yeah, and started talking about. She started talking about how many cal, just the basic science behind how many calories a woman needs, and the men. She talks about that too, but a woman needs to literally just let her body function in a day, not burn, not store, just like what you need in a day to keep everything running. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I, tra- I cause I didn't really track my calories before that. Okay. I just ate, I just ate what I wanted, but I always was making a healthy choice, right. air quotes. You know, I was always in unintentionally making a low calorie choice or a low carb or carb choice. Right. Because that's what I felt was the healthy choice. So I never really counted calories, but I unintentionally kind of did. Right. Um, so then I started after the next week, I counted my calories and I was like, oh crap. <laughs> I was probably, I was naturally eating maybe 1400 calories a day. Wow. And like, to reiterate, this was not me counting calories. I ate to satisfaction every time I ate. I ate what I wanted. I ate however, however much I wanted. And I was only eating 1400 calories a day and maybe probably 70 on a good day grams of protein. And I was like, well, that's probably a problem. <laughs> and that was my first like click of like, okay, let me just, let's just try this. Let's just try eating, being conscious and eating more food eating more carbs. Um, prior to that, I, like a year prior, I had done a low carb diet and, um, for, for only three weeks, three weeks, I did it. And my period went every two weeks and I was like, Nope. <laughs> so I knew low and my period started to get shorter this and the same time frame when I was doing these workouts. And I'm like, okay, I'm under eating carbs again, not intentionally. Right. I wasn't, I, I just, when there were crackers or vegetables with dip, I chose vegetables always because that's right. That's healthy. (laughs) So, um, I just started incorporating more carbs. I was like, I'm going to eat more calories. I'm just going to literally force myself to eat more. Cause I, I was eating dissatisfaction prior to that. And I'm not kidding. I felt my fatigue and my mood particularly was better. And just like level of anxiety was better in probably a week. I was like, I am a different person. And then my mind was like, holy crap. All these women who have all these issues are literally just starving. Like Mm -hmm. we're starving. We're starving ourselves and pumping out stress hormone and adrenaline to keep our body alive because it's, our bodies are not stupid. They don't want to die. They don't want to just shut down. So if you don't give them fuel, what's the next option? Stress hormone, because something needs to get pumped out to keep your body literally just keep going, just keep going, which it serves a purpose. If you were starving, if you were lost in the wilderness, yeah, you don't want to just turn off. You don't want to die the second you don't have fuel. That's great that you have stress hormone then. We want it then, but if our bodies think we are in a stressed out life or death state 24 seven, 
our bodies are never going to run off. They cannot physically run optimally or keep everything like running smooth. There will be corners cut. There will be things shut off. There will be, there will be consequences to those actions to keep our brain running and our heart beating. That is the two goals of our body at all costs. That's it. Right. And that, I mean, that really speaks to the fact that basically, I mean, in a nutshell, the root of all disease is chronic stress and which leads to inflammation, which leads to disease. And there's so many ways that that's happening. And it's also mind blowing to look at the fact that we have been conditioned as a culture to believe that we eat too much. And the reality is we don't eat enough. Like that was, yep. that's been a big aha for me. And all of the women that I talk to who are terrified to eat more calories, like when I absolutely them, like, terrified, what? I could never like, that's terrifying. And they're like traumatized. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So the reason, the only reason in, I can assume that I didn't feel that way because that would have been my thought because my whole life I was, I was never big. I mean, I was a size four, but all my friends were a size zero. So when you're a size four and everyone else is a size zero, you're a giant. Right. So I had always felt And I mean, obviously this is probably why I was working out before school, after school, watching what I ate when I was 15 years old. Like, so my, and even though, but you're praised for it. Like, oh, you're so healthy. You're so disciplined. And you're like, oh my gosh, the mental trauma this is causing. (laughs) But, um, your worthiness depicts on how much. Yes. Yes. And what you do and how you spend your time and all these things. But The reason I think I did not feel that way when I was like, okay, I'm just going for it is because I had gained 25 pounds from under eating and over exercising in three months. I gained 25 pounds. That's a lot. And I had no clue why this was happening, how to stop it. Like I was, I was like, I was freaking out. Like I was working out every day. So by the time I got to like, okay, now I feel like crap, like all these symptoms, anxiety, mood, fatigue, not only do I feel like crap, I've gained 25 pounds and from doing all the quote unquote right right things. So I was at the point where I was like, I don't screw it, dude. If this is going to help, fine. I don't care. I've gained weight from doing the opposite. So like, what's the worst that's going to happen, which is where, where my brain was. Um, and looking back, I had huge emotional trauma in that same time. And I think that literally just set it straight over the edge because I had this emotional trauma. Um, and then how did I cope with it? I went and I worked out (laughs) and I put a physical stress on top of an emotional stress and your body doesn't care. Stress is stress on the inside. So it just pushed it straight over the edge. Um, and I started eating uh, retrospect. I probably went in a little hot and heavy, I don't care because I felt, I, I literally felt like a new person. And that was like my main 
thing. I want to feel better. Like I want my brain better. Um, so yeah, I, I had gained 25 pounds from under eating over exercising, exercising five days a week, people doing all the things, drank only water, like stupid. It's just stupid. (laughs) I, it's just insane. Um, and then probably over the next six months, I gained maybe 15 pounds from literally let's keep in mind, I was eating then double what I used to eat every day. And I quit working out altogether. I would walk, I'd go for walks, Mm -hmm. but I was not doing any formal training. My body was not there. My temps were low. I knew my body couldn't do it. Um, well, but, let's talk about temps when you're finished. Yes. When you finish yes. <laughs> but like, that's just insane to me that, I mean, I gained 25 pounds under eating and over exercising in three months. And then over six months, maybe gained 15 pounds from eating what I should right. <laughs> from, from eating double what I had for the last 15 years of my life. Well, I've gained, I have gained since I started listening to you, I've gained weight and it like, I'm still conditioned by the diet industry. When I look in the mirror, I'm like, like, I wish I could lose some weight and I'm getting to the point where it's, where it's less about wanting to lose weight and more about like the fact, like my arms look like this indicates that like, I could be a little healthier, you know, would you agree? Like, I mean, like, there are things. (laughs) And that's the thing I talk about this in my guide too, because this is such a common thing that people, women reach out like, like, yes, I feel better, right. But I don't like how I look. And that is okay. Also prefacing that with that, this does not mean you will gain weight. Right. I want, yeah. There are people who will not gain weight. Right. 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 Um, And I had been doing what you had been doing where I will not exactly, but I went all in on the clean eating, low carb, all of that. And my body was in that state of stress that you mentioned. Yes. So everybody's going to be at a different point where they start. Like they're all going to, everyone's going to have a different reason why they're starting, what symptoms they're dealing with, what background they're coming from. But like, like me, I came from 15 years of chronically, basically dieting. I mean, I didn't realize I was dieting, but I was 15 years of chronic dieting and over-exercising. I mean, I would have to exercise every, um, you froze. I don't know if you can hear me. I can hear you. Well, now you froze. (laughs) You're frozen now. Okay. Okay. So I was basically dieting for 15 years, even though I never called it that. Um, I was also exercising literally seven days a week for probably 10 years of my life. Like I couldn't not skip a day, Wow. which is the funniest part. I should have been freaking hot, like ripped, right? I should have been amazing. Like eating only clean foods, doing all the right things, exercising every day. I wasn't, I was fine, but I never saw progress in my weights. I never went up in weight. I never saw more definition. I never saw anything. I literally thought this is what my brain thought. I thought like, okay, well, I must need to do this to just maintain what I am right now. Like if I don't do this, 
what will happen? Mm-hmm. But in reality, I was under eating so much, my body couldn't gain an ounce of muscle because it was using any morsel of food I had to just stay the freak alive. Right. <laughs> like I couldn't change my body composition if I wanted to under eating. Um, but then, shoot, now I forgot where I was going with this. What was your well, question? I, <laughs> well, I basically asked about changing my body composition. Oh, yes. Okay. Ask about so, that. yes. And so people feel um, they're so programmed to think that this is what we need to do. And this hustle, girl boss, like mentality of like, you can do it all. You should be doing it all. You're not getting up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym before you get your kids ready and then go to work and then do all the things then yeah, then sorry, you don't deserve to have the body you want. Like that's what culture pretty much makes you feel like. And how I describe it in my guide is like, it's okay if you don't like how you look right now, but there are other wins in your health that you didn't even realize were a problem until you fixed them. So like writing those things down, keep track of all those things that like oh, I haven't had a zit in this many months. My hair is growing a ton. My skin is glowing. Like I don't have eczema. I'm less stressed. I sleep better. My libido's back. Like literally this huge list and then step back and be like, okay. And also taking into consideration the timeframe. Okay. I, you've been doing this, let's say six months you've been like, okay, I'm going to eat more. I'm going to do this. I don't like how I look. Okay. How long did you abuse your body? (laughs) How long was your body living in fear, living in stress, like living in undernourishment years, right? Years and years and years. For me, it was 15 years that I was chronically dieting and over-exercising. So for me, even to, and then I'd have to step back and think that because I, there's definitely times where I still thought that. But seeing like your body is not stupid. It wants to survive. The absolute last thing it's going to let go of is, is fat Mm -hmm. because fat is safety. Fat is life in the animal world, in the, like we, if you have fat, you're going to live. Like if you were stranded, that's what you need. Right. And that's how your, your body literally doesn't know the difference of you being stuck on an Island with no food in high cortisol stress state under eating and you just living your life and having a stressful day of at work over and over and over and chronically under eating and over exercising the inside of your body doesn't know the difference. Right. So it, it takes, it takes time, but that's the, the biggest thing I try to let women like it's okay if you don't like how you look, but you're still helping your health. Like this doesn't mean we've been like hijacked by diet and fitness to like health equals skinny. Right, right. Health does not equal skinny. Right. And then stepping back and thinking, okay, like for me, for example, like when I was my thinnest, what about all those other symptoms I listed? They were all there. They right. sucked. Like, so taking those things into consideration, like what's in the long run, what's more important because the weight will come off in the long run. Right. Right. In the long run, weight is the small, like the, 
smallest issue to fix. It just takes time. Right. Those other things. Your body has to in, feel safe in order to release, yes. right? Okay. And safe for a good period of time. Right. And, and like, you know, we think like, oh, why is my body do this? Why can't it just why is it so finicky? Well, dude, it's not like my body put up with crap for 15 years and then finally said enough is enough. So it wasn't finicky. It's just literally hit its breaking point. Right. And that's, that can be five months for some people, five years, 15 years. I mean, everyone's different. So you can look at those people who are like keto, no carb, and they're fine. They're fine. Which Number one, you don't know they're fine. You don't know their temps. You don't know their skin issues. You don't know their libido. You don't know any of that. Right. But their gut issues, gut is huge for health um, and like what real health is. So just stepping back and looking at that. And then in the long run, like looking at this as like, okay, in five years, where do I want to be? Right. I want to be symptom-free, happy, no anxiety all these things. And yeah, I'd like to lose whatever, 10, 15, 20 pounds, whatever, you know? Right. But these quick fixes, yeah, you'll lose the weight, but all those other things will come back and they'll come back probably more fierce than they started because the quick fix is the issue. That is the issue that we've been, that's the lie we've been sold (laughs) Mm -hmm. because, you know, we talked about our backgrounds being so different and but I was experiencing a lot of the same symptoms as you. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I was, I was overeating, but undernourished, yeah. which is what most of the population is experiencing mm-hmm. right now is just eating a bunch of stuff that has no nutritional value and we're not eating all day. And then we get so ravenous that we binge on whatever we can get our hands on, which is going to be the most convenient and the most not nourishing thing. Yep. Right. Yep. So it's like, it's the same thing happening, but it's just mm-hmm. the way that it manifests is different based right. on. Isn't that interesting? Like. Yeah. Our, so our body doesn't even care if you're eating garbage food, you're still undernourished. If right. you're eating nutritious food, but not enough, you're still undernourished. Your body doesn't care. Like it might take a little bit longer to manifest some symptoms because it's keeping a little gas in the tank, but like, it's still going to come. You can, and, and women are literally, I mean, every day I talk to women who are like, I cannot eat over 1600 calories. I will gain weight. And I'm like, well, yeah, if you've been doing that for the last 20 years, you're abs. Yes. You will gain weight. Yeah. But like, think of what that means in your body. You are choosing. I actually had a person tell me that they said, she said that I'll, I'll, I will gain weight. And I said, okay, well, is that really the worst? Is that the worst case scenario? Worst case scenario is you gain some weight. I said, maybe I said, think about your other, your much more accurate markers of health, like your skin, your, your, um, energy levels, your anxiety, your fatigue, your libido, your temperatures, your, your allergies, all these things. And she said, well, yeah, those all suck, but I'd rather have that than get fat. And I was like, okay, well, I can't help you. (laughs) I don't know what to do. And it's not that she would like get fat. She was not afraid. Like that's such, oh my gosh. Like culture has taught women like, oh, they gained 20 pounds. I know. 
and you're not a size two. Like when I was, when I was a teenager, I was a size four thinking I'm large because everyone else was a size zero. Right. Like we're so, our brains are so like taught to, we're not, we're never enough. Like, yeah, we're never good enough. And like, we also need to feel like crap to strive to be enough. Like we're taught that that's right. And it's so wrong. We don't have to suffer. And it's like, if I could just, nobody can do it until they just get there. Like they have to get there. But like, if I could just let people feel how, obviously minus being pregnant (laughs) prior to that, like I'm obviously gaining weight from that now, but like I was the heaviest I'd ever been. I was, so my first set of twins, the weight I was the day I delivered, that's where my weight was prior to this pregnancy. So I was literally heavier than when I delivered twin babies. And I was like, I am the healthiest, strongest, happiest I have ever been in my entire life. And people can't, I wouldn't, if somebody would have told me that where, when I was back in my undernourished poor thyroid state, I would have been like, I don't get it. I can't No, Like, I can't even fathom that. I don't understand, but it's your minerals, your minerals run your brain. Like you can't get better until you're pouring those feeding that thyroid, the right things. Like you, you, you can't even fathom it. Your brain literally can't even go there until you're giving it what it needs. Right. Well, let's get into that. Let's get into like the mineral conversation and yeah, like what is a calorie and yes, you know. right. So like get deep. So, yeah. So many people are, I feel like we're all taught what a, like calories, healthy option equals lowest calorie option. Mm-hmm. That is healthy. When really all a calorie is, is the measurement of energy. It is a measurement of energy. So we could basically say low calorie equals low energy, which is, that's what it is. You pick a low calorie option, you pick a low energy option. So yes, when we are picking low calorie all day long and carb, low carbohydrates are the fuel our liver needs to do the rest of the jobs that our body needs done. So when we're picking low energy, low fuel options, low carb, low calorie, which is marketed as the healthy options. No wonder you're going to feel like crap (laughs) after a period of time. At first, probably you feel great because your body is like, oh, okay, we're not going to get these calories. We're not going to get glucose. Um, we will use glucogenesis, which is a process your liver goes through that can turn, which is amazing, can turn protein and fat, aka keto diet, <laughs> into glucose. So it can take anything, pump it through the liver, and it will come out as glucose. So you'll hear lots of keto people say, your body doesn't even need carbs. You don't need carbs. It will make carbs which they're not, it will make carbs. This is true. But that is a hard job for your liver to do with every piece of food it gets. It takes like four times more energy and work than a normal liver, like daily function of a liver should be doing every day. 
So if you're giving one dude the job of four people every single day, he's going to have to put some other things on the back burner. He's not going to do his other functions. He's that's priority keeping you alive. So what other functions are going to take a back burner and going to get shut off for the time being your sex hormones. Those are non-essential air quotes, AKA you're not going to die if they get shut off, but you are going to have horrible periods. You're going to have acne. You're going to have mood swings. You're going to have fatigue. You're going to not sleep. You're going to like, I mean, all these things, you're going to have skin problems. All these things are dependent on your sex hormones. I can't tell you the number of women who are like, well, I'm estrogen dominant. I'm estrogen dominant. I'm estrogen dominant. Yeah. But you don't just get estrogen. You do it doesn't just happen. This isn't like, well, I don't know. I just I was born this, this way. Estrogen said. dominant. Yeah. You are estrogen dominant because your sex hormones are not functioning the way they should be. A better term for estrogen dominance is low progesterone. Because you know what you need to make progesterone? Cholesterol. You need fats. You need animal protein. You need protein to make cholesterol. And to make cholesterol, you make progesterone. It's just a giant domino effect that nobody's taught exists. Right. And all they're saying, I'm estrogen dominant. So there's my problem. I have PCOS. I have endometriosis because I'm I'm estrogen dominant and that's all I can do about it. Mm. No. There is so... And it all floats back to what are you feeding your liver? What are you feeding your thyroid? We want our, the only thing we want to be wasteful is our body. We want our body wasteful. We want our body to get food, take the food, burn it up. That's, that's a quote unquote fast metabolism, right? You get food, you burn food. The only way it's going to do that is if it's getting a constant supply of fuel to burn. If it's not, and it's basically all of our livers and our thyroids have PTSD and they're like, dude, I don't know what she's going to do. She's going to not eat again. She's going to do keto again. (laughs) What do we got coming? So our bodies are like, whatever we get, don't burn it all up. We better store some of it. We better be efficient. We better be careful. Turn this system off. Turn this system off. We don't need sex hormones. We don't need hair to grow. We don't got to worry about skin right now. We're just too scared that we might die. So turn that off because we're not getting enough. Have you looked into how this manifests in the body when you do extreme restriction and then and then someone like binges a lot? How the body? Yeah. Well, it's the same. Yeah, same principles of your body is storing that your body's so freaking scared that it's like, we starved, we starved, we starved, store it. Even if it's crap, it will pull whatever it can take out of it. That's possibly helpful and store food. So even women or men too, who are eating nothing. I mean, I know so many people who don't eat till dinner. Yeah, me too. And then they eat like they're at nine o'clock at night hits and they're like, I'm starving. Yeah. And they eat and then they don't understand how they're gaining weight because they hardly eat. They hardly eat. Well, anything you do eat, your body is like, whoop, keep it. Don't yeah. burn it. Yeah. And when you're not burning it, you feel like crap because you're not 
you're not pushing out energy. You're storing energy. So people who, people who are coming from a background of binging, not eating breakfast, not eating till two or three o'clock at night or in the afternoon, functioning on coffee and then all those things or coming from just like, oh, intermittent fasting, aka starving, same thing. I don't care what you eat during your window. You're not eating enough. If you're, go, if you're eating 2000 calories in one sitting, be my guest. You're not, you're not. <laughs> but then your body would still maybe overstore. Oh, for fat, sure. Right? For scary. sure. It can't, it can't, your liver again would be overtaxed. It can't do all those. It can't do all that work in one heap of time. Right. This is why we're meant to eat balancing our blood sugars every three to four hours. It's super interesting. Even like tons of, um, I don't want to say all because I could be wrong, but I dare to say almost all autoimmune diseases can stem from your mineral imbalance and unbalanced blood sugars. Just not eating enough, just not eating enough at the right times. Your body goes haywire. I wanted to ask about blood sugar in regard to this because you hear a lot in the like low carb, low sugar conversations that you want to spike your insulin as little as possible. So snacking is not good. And you're saying, <laughs> yeah, for the same reason, snacking is right. good. So let's talk about that. Well, in uh, like, yeah, diet community and fitness community treats insulin like it's this dirty word like it's this bad thing Uh our body needs insulin and produces insulin for a reason like it it's not a mistake (laughs) that we have insulin that pumps out when we eat a carbohydrate it's actually interesting because um many so I talk about I go on potassium rants once in a while on my instagram Potassium rich foods are nine times out of 10 carb heavy foods. Mm-hmm. And the reason that is so interesting is because potassium also protects or works with insulin super well. So almost like it was designed that way. Like we, it knows what it's doing right. when you're eating all these carbs, the potassium is helping this insulin do its job even better than it would alone. And then when you eat protein with your carbs, Mm -hmm. it's doing an even better job. So it's not, again, go back to our liver. We don't want glucogenesis 24 seven. This doesn't mean you need to be eating 500 carbs a day. Like there are people who do and they function fine. Like they're far along in their journeys. Their bodies are very not PTSD. They are feeling good, (laughs) but like when we've under ate them for so long, our body doesn't need much insulin. And then they become insulin resistant because they're almost always, they are always potassium deficient because they're not eating carbs, which is potassium rich foods. Like it's becoming insulin resistant is a mineral deficiency. And the way the, the fitness industry treats it is like, just don't eat it. Just don't do it. then you won't have to deal with the problem. Well, yeah, like same thing. I could starve myself and I promise you I'll get, I'll lose weight. Right. Yeah. 
that's totally true. <laughs> you can do that. That will work. But like, is that really getting to the root of the problem? Or is that just avoiding a symptom? That's right. avoiding a symptom. Well, what and, about this? Sorry, go ahead. No, go. No, I was just going to say that has its time and place to like, we don't want symptoms, obviously, but like, that is not a cure. All these like hormone diets and um, anti-inflammatory diets and all these things like serve a purpose for a short period of time to, well, you're looking for the root cause. Right, right. But right. if if you're like, oh, well, I don't, I don't have any inflammation, and I don't have all these skin issues because I only use the AIP diet. I only have anti-inflammatory foods. Okay, well, you can't literally live like that. For, you're not fixing your body. It's still there. The problem is in your body. You're right. just avoiding confronting it. Right. My question was going to be, um, what is the or what about the argument that like carbs and sugar feed the bad bugs in the gut? Are carbs and sugar, glucose, we'll just say glucose for simplicity because it's okay. the same thing. Glucose feeds first and foremost, your thyroid. Your thyroid needs glucose to function. Okay. So then what does your thyroid do? If your thyroid's getting the glucose it needs, your thyroid pushes out energy, it pushes out sex hormones, makes sex hormones progesterone, estrogen, testosterone. Um, progesterone is your anti-stress, anti-anxiety, pro like good things hormone. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like most women who have hormone issues are low in progesterone. Um, when they're, and what else does our thyroid do? It pushes out minerals. It converts minerals into usable forms to get pushed out into the body. If we are feeding our thyroid glucose and it's able to do all those things, make your sex hormones correctly, push your minerals out, convert your minerals, push out energy, all those things. Minerals oppose heavy metals. Minerals oppose um, parasites. Minerals oppose bad bacteria. Minerals are the star of the show. So yes, again, if you didn't have it, you would keep those bad bacteria at bay, but you're really not fighting them. They're just sitting there waiting. We need to boost our mineral content. So yeah, if you're eating Twinkies and like Skittles and all this crap, sugar, Doritos, all right. these things that are glucose, but no mineral content, then yeah, you're going to have gut problems. Right. If you're eating carbs and sugars that are high in mineral content, like fruit, maple syrup, potatoes, squash, real food, real food <laughs> placed on this that people are so scared of. Yes. People are so scared of a banana. Oh my gosh. Did you know banana has 30 carbs? Um, <laughs> like real things that are full of mineral content, the minerals can go down and do the job. Literally. I talk about this all the time. Like people are like, I got to fix my gut problems. I got to fix my skin problems. I got to fix my hormones. My periods are terrible. Just stop trying to fix all that and fix your mineral content. Because I promise you, if you get your minerals in and work on your thyroid, it is just going to be a like domino effect. And all these other things are dependent on that. Right. So don't try to fix all these individual things. Go to the top of the, of the pyramid here and like the it will cost, just, right? yeah. it will filter all the way down. 
so let's say so let's talk about how to like what would an example of a day of eating look like that has you getting what you need can you so yep so I right now um well now I should again because I'm pregnant and I should be eating more but I'm not like this doesn't require you to track calories every day for a little bit. Yes. Because you need to just start to know where you're at. Because like I said, I ate to satisfaction prior and I was eating 1400 calories a day. Yeah. So that's fine that you're not hungry, but I don't care. Like (laughs) you need to eat more food. So I, an easy rule of thumb is like eat every three to four hours and eat every time you eat. So every three to four hours aim for 20 to 30 grams of protein, which people are like, okay. And then they start and they're like, oh my God, this is a lot. <laughs> and it is. Nobody accidentally gets their protein. I promise and you that. You don't. And what I want to clarify, because this has been a thing. This is not like you weigh your chicken. No, no, no. 30 grams. No. Mm-mm. It is the protein content that is within the chicken breast. Not yes. The yes. Itself. Yes. So like some people, people have asked me that. How do I figure out how much protein? So like. Like the chicken sausages I eat, obviously that's comes in a bag. I look at the back of that. You can look at that's the easy way, but yeah, a package of hamburger doesn't say that, you know, we, so like how much protein are you getting? You can use, um, chronometer app is like the best because it has all the mineral content on it, but it is, it's a little more confusing for people who've never used an app. Right. Um, so if you've never used an app and you're not triggered by MyFitnessPal, you can use it, but don't, not its goals. You're just tracking your protein in there. Well, what I say is like, what's awesome is we're tracking to make sure we're eating enough. Hi, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So if you're overwhelmed by the app, go ahead and use MyFitnessPal, but I'm telling you, some, people, some people can't do that. They open MyFitnessPal and it brings up a whole flood of yeah. memories back and um, I've so people like look it up and then like create a chart on their fridge that says like, that's super is- smart. I know. That's genius. Yeah. Um, yeah, because a lot of the times people eat a lot of the same things over and over. Yeah. So when you know what you're getting in and have your staple snacks are the hardest, in my opinion, to get that protein in. Cause sure. sometimes you don't want to eat that. Like you're, it's nine o'clock at night. You're like, mm, I could go for some hamburger. No, <laughs> nobody wants that. But there are a lot of other ways to get in your protein, bone broth, collagen, um, gelatin, dairy, and not, not just conventional dairy. Yes. I know that hurts your gut. It probably will. Like that's okay (laughs) because it's stripped of all the good things. If you have access to raw dairy, you can try that. That's, that's what I have. I get a ton of my protein from dairy. Um, I, my, my, uh, meal plans I'm making are going to have at least, they're going to be 150 to 190 grams of protein every day, because really women should be looking for at least their body weight in protein, which, or their desired body weight. I mean, so everyone's like, Oh my gosh, 150 to 190. I'm like, that's pretty normal. I mean, a lot of women, 150 pound woman is that's a, yeah. that's a small lady. She's, I mean, that's not a crazy thing. So what do you say to people who are like, well, that's really expensive to eat. 
that much animal protein. If you're just eating meat, just muscle meat, it could be. But bone broth, I buy chicken feet from my farmer. A bag of chicken feet is $2. Like, and I'm not eating these chicken feet. You're making broth. It's freaking delicious. Full of protein. That's where um, dairy comes in. If you can ha- if you can get raw dairy, there's tons of protein in that. Cottage cheese. You can eat a half a cup of cottage cheese. Um, and that's, I think it's 15 grams of protein. That is a lot. Greek yogurt has like 18 grams of protein and two thirds of a cup. That is a lot. Right. So widening um, organs have tons of protein. Not going to like, don't worry. My meal plan's not like organ after organ. There's no organs on it, everybody. I'm not going to tell you to do that. But like, if you widen your range of like what you're going to eat, right. if you're just eating muscle meat, it could, it, but guess what? You're probably not buying 12 packs of soda and you're not buying Doritos or Oreos or Skittles. That is expensive. Or, Dash or Starbucks. Yes. Those are expensive. You're not going out to eat every Friday. You're not, yeah. that is very expensive. Like we eat the highest quality food we could eat and our budget is not higher than most people's because there are other things we don't buy. Right. Same here. And like, if you have the option of obviously buying in bulk, like we buy half a cow or you can get a quarter of a cow, like that will for sure save you buying whole chickens. Just talk to your, go on your local Facebook groups, literally just like, Hey, does anybody have fresh eggs? Yes. Someone will have fresh eggs. And I bet they're the same price or cheaper than the store. And they are a million times better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that much protein. Um, do you recommend a certain amount of calories? Um, they so that would be dependent on you your body um i do like a calculator it's tdee calculator.net that will be that will take your calorie what you need in a day it'll do calories carbs it'll do your macros so calories carbs fat protein what you need in a day just to survive this isn't like my fitness pal where it's like to lose weight or to gain weight to just survive. And it's very accurate. It's very, it's a good one to use because it's, it stresses the importance of protein and it, it gets what you're needing. So, um, yeah, TDEE calculator.net will show you that. So that'll be different for each woman, but like, like average, if you're a young, if you're a mom of young children or you are a woman who has a somewhat active job minimum you need 2200 calories a day to just keep your function on keep all your systems running and I have I I don't meet many women who are already eating that like no I mean I'm still not and we were just talking about this before we hit record like it's not an easy thing to like eat enough food which is mind-blowing Right. Isn't that the dream? Like we all are just like, I want to eat whatever I want. And then you're like, oh my God, I got to eat again. I don't want to eat. And you're not going to probably be hungry in the beginning. Like you're not going to be hungry for that food because your body's not stupid. It's not going to waste time and energy saying, Hey, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for years and years when you're not going to feed it. It shut that off a long, long time ago when you starved it. 
So yeah, and you get to learn the difference between hunger and craving because mm-hmm. a lot of times, I mean, especially in my community, we come from a history of binge eating and yo-yo dieting and eating a lot of heavily processed foods and hunger is way different than craving. And when you're in that, like for me, I never even felt hungry. I was always craving something not nourishing which is so a huge indicator of mineral imbalance yep. right? not huge mineral imbalance situation yeah. like like one that I always I should talk about it on my Instagram soon because it's so common I feel like my whole life even like my grandparents like after dinner you just want just a little something sweet just mm-hmm. a, like a one little bite it could be one little bite of chocolate but you just want something sweet after dinner you're not eating enough food, right? Not just a dinner the whole day. You yeah. didn't eat enough. Like, and ever literally ever since I've been eating enough and focusing on the only thing I make sure I do every day is get my protein and get my minerals. Like that's what I count. I count mineral content. And I have not even I'm pregnant with twins. Like I don't crave anything. Yeah. And that sounds like stupid and like who cares but like no that's your body's like telling you like sweet you're getting what you need thank you well like I mean that's most people's goal it's like I want to stop craving yeah shit you know yeah I mean I think that's a big deal and yeah every single person in my community who's eating like has really gone all in on the protein they're like I do not like you said, I don't have cravings anymore. It's like, yeah, you're getting all your B vitamins in that protein. You're getting all your amino acids. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Okay. So let's talk about the role of fat and carbs in regard to minerals and why we get to eat plenty of those too, or how much of them, I guess I should say. How much of minerals we eat? How much minerals we eat? In regard to fat, because it's like, because you said carbs are necessary. So yep. how do you measure or know how much is enough to make sure you're getting enough minerals? Yep. So, um, well, first starting with that calculator that I mentioned, so you know what you're looking for a number, particularly okay. of aiming for, let's say it's 220 carbs a day. Okay. This is just an example. Mm-hmm. Okay. At least you have a ballpark idea in your head of what that even looks like. Okay. So what's, what's harder about that once you start to eat real food is there's no, like, you don't flip over a potato and see how many carbs are in a potato. So that's why like an app is super helpful when you're starting to start to see like, okay, this is what one potato looks like. This is what, how many carbs are in this, but we're not doing this to restrict. We're doing this to the main minerals I focus on for people because obviously there's hundreds of minerals and it's like, where do I even begin? How would I know? Um, Potassium, because like 1% of Americans get enough potassium and potassium is humongous for your adrenals, your anxiety, headaches, sleep, like all the things. So potassium, sodium, because they work together um, on your, in your thyroid, they need each other. And then um, uh, vitamin C, I don't really measure, but just get, eat some fruit, like (laughs) get your vitamin C. Um, But potassium is 
basically the only one I try to measure every day where I'm like, I need to get more potassium in. Um, we need four, a normal person needs 4,000 milligrams of potassium a day. Um, and most Americans are getting maybe 2,000, maybe. Wow. If you're eating low carb, you're getting 1,000, maybe. Right. So what's encouraging about that, if everyone's like, oh my God, 4,000, huh, that seems like a big number. And it is. But guess what? One medium potato has 900 milligrams. Nine hundred, and everyone's like potatoes. They're garbage. Then nobody needs a potato. Like low carb diet community, potatoes. No, eat your cauliflower. Cauliflower has like nothing for potassium in it. So I'm just enjoy your potato. Plant. There's so much to talk about. I know. (laughs) So your potassium, and honestly, just finding a few potassium rich foods that you enjoy. Okay, coconut water is one. Aloe vera juice is another that's really high. Orange juice, oranges. Everyone's like bananas. Yeah, no, they're not. I mean, they're fine, but like they have like 200. A potato has 900. Potatoes should be the star of potassium, not bananas. (laughs) Um, Squash, dates. If you've noticed, everything I've pretty much said is a carb heavy food. And it's designed that way because the potassium, like I said, works with your insulin. So, um, pairing those things. I find this easier in the winter because like squash, potatoes, root vegetables are just like what you want in the winter and what's in season and what's comforting and good. Um, that's the only thing I may, I'm like, when people are like, okay, how do I do this? What do I measure? How do I do it? Just track potassium. Don't worry about anything else. Salt your food to taste with real salt, salt your food to as much as tastes good for you and don't I mean even like it's so so interesting like preeclampsia you know is a huge thing pregnancy twin pregnancy everyone's like oh my god well it's gonna happen preeclampsia is not too much salt you have too little potassium to push your salt into your cells and get it used Mm. so your salt's just floating around causing swelling and the same is happening with a non-pregnant person, you're just, you know, it's not as dangerous, <laughs> but if you, if right. you're really reactive to salt, if you swell up, you can't have salt. You are a potassium deficient person. Mm-hmm. Pump up your potassium for a, a week and see the difference you feel wow, less bloated, yeah. all these things. I love that. Cause people, I mean, there's still so many things that come up is the whole I'm trying to watch my salt and I'm trying to watch my cholesterol and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh no. Yep. And, and your doctor told you that, but just right. consider these I know. other things. Just do your potassium for a week and see how you feel. Like it's crazy. And stop pounding gallons of plain water every day. Stop doing that. You're flushing all your minerals out. Put some salt in your water. Yes. That's one of my favorite things to do I love the taste of my water now so much more mm-hmm. add salt to it and it, people are like weirded out at first I'm like just trust me just, just try it I know and if it's really terrible make sparkling water and put it in there it's like yeah. it's it's so easy and it's you're going to be less thirsty if you're peeing like 10 times a day that's a problem you're flushing your minerals out you should be peeing five to six times a day during the waking hours and you shouldn't be getting up to pee. Right. Like 
there are people who are waking up five, six, seven, eight times to pee. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, that's so bad on so oh, many, for so many different so reasons. So many reasons. And it's, that's all your body's telling you something. That's not just you. That's not just like, oh, that's just me. I got to pee a lot. And if you're constantly thirsty, you shouldn't be that thirsty for water. You shouldn't. That reminds me of my old boss who was like a health fanatic mm-hmm. and she had to pee every mm-hmm. just flushing her minerals out 24 7 and never replenishing them if you're just drinking straight water right and avoiding carbs <laughs> okay so like summary is get uh, get enough pa- potassium get enough protein get your, get your uh, potassium get your protein eat them together eat your carbs and your protein together yes why Honestly, why? why because then your body knows what to do with your carbohydrates if you put protein in those amino acids will take those carbs and push like you're not going to get a huge spike in your blood sugar it's going to keep you fuller longer and it's going to steadily rise and steadily fall to right around your four hour mark when you should be hungry again yeah. so instead of like having this insane roller coaster high and low and high and low and high and low we are on a consistent predictable schedule in our bodies and then our bodies get hungry and then our bodies respond right correctly to food they burn food the right way we are creating like predictable patterns for our body that's what our body wants predictable patterns Mm. good or bad it's going to react to that predictable pattern the predictable pattern is it you're not going to eat for eight hours and then you're going to eat a gigantic meal and then you're going to eat garbage. Okay. Our body's going to adjust to that. It's going right. to know. Right. So that's all we need. It just needs, it needs to just give it a good prediction. Not a bad one. Safety consistency. Yeah. And that is, I'm just so grateful like that I'm aware of this and especially in my niche of like, the symptom of food addiction, this all, like you said, it's food addiction is a symptom of mineral imbalance deficiency. And I agree a thousand percent, because if you are deficient, you're going to feel like you can never get enough. Right. And that's what addiction is. Yep. Yep. Your brain. And yeah, your brain can't, I mean, like, I remember when my anxiety was like at a I didn't realize it then. Like I didn't realize what was going on then, but I look back and I'm like, Oh my gosh, yeah, I was such an anxious person. Like when my husband would be like, it's fine. Why are you freaking out about this? Like just chill out. And I literally, if my life depended on it, could not just chill out. Like I could not stop doing or start doing whatever that thing was. Like I couldn't even fathom it because my minerals weren't there to even let me do it. And this, yeah, like you said, with addiction, like it's not even possible to fix something without the tools and the tools are the minerals. Like it's just so, it's almost so simple that it's like, it's, it's crazy. Right. I know. Like it's crazy. I was like, most people are either eating so healthy thinking they're eating healthy so they're under eating which causes not enough minerals or you're overeating the wrong foods which causes you to not have still causes yep it's all mineral dependent it's insane yeah and that's what like 
that is what the nutrients are in the food, right? So it's like, it's not the macros or the calories that is the nutrients, correct? Correct. We are looking to get our our macros to hit our minerals. Like that's how we should be viewing it. Get enough. And I mean, to an extent, yes, you just need purely enough fuel, like in general, but then our, after we're getting enough fuel of anything, minerals are what's running the show and our symptoms and our mood and our everything that comes out of our body and displays is mineral dependent. So hit your macros so you can hit your mineral content. Okay. Got it. Okay. I see. That makes sense. But is it, if you're like, if you hit your macros, but you're not eating like, well, I guess you would have to be eating. Like if you're counting your minerals, you would have to, you could hit macros without hitting your minerals. That's why it's important to know which foods. Right. And, and like I said, like potassium is the one that I have people focus the most on because it's so people are so deficient and just don't eat enough of it. Right. I mean, potatoes, people probably eat, but like, I don't know, there's just a lot of things people don't naturally tend to eat that are they're where they'd get their potassium. And we are in a culture who, where we're getting a lot of sodium, a lot of salt and not enough potassium. That's where we're hitting a problem. Um, but like other ones like beef liver, like you're getting your retinol, you're getting copper. Um, the, the other ones we need l- such really little quantities of that. It's, you don't have to track. Like if you're taking your beef liver or eating even three ounces of liver, real liver a week, you're hitting your, you're hitting your copper, you're hitting your retinol, you know, it's just so much more minimal that yes, we should all be doing that. But like, okay, you take your capsules every day or okay. You eat it once a week. You take B, you have B pollen on your yogurt. Like you need a half a teaspoon. It's so like such a little amount. You can get your copper in, you can get those things in. potassium you need a lot every single day (laughs) so that's why I just have people like be aware of that one because it's easy to add in a capsule or add in a small task potassium is a big task it's in it and you have to do it every day so along with the protein right like right right so protein and your potassium is um if people can tolerate raw milk or goat's milk that's like a two for one. Cause you're getting protein and you're getting, I think like 600 milligrams of potassium in a cup. Oh, nice. So that's a two for one. <laughs> that's helpful. Milk to my coffee. I feel I'm like scared to drink straight milk for multiple reasons. Number one, my gut still isn't healed enough to like fully handle it without gastrointestinal distress. Yeah. Um, but it's so much better than it used to be like used to, if I had any dairy it was like hell yeah so I know that you know my gut health is improving right me treating my body with love and kindness right and eventually that's why I tell people like there's obviously everybody's in a different spot on like what they're learning where they're at so there's people who are like okay I'm getting this in I'm doing this I'm eating they're doing all the right things you know and then um, why do I still have this? Why can't I have dairy? Why can't I tolerate raw dairy? Like at that point, a hair analysis would be helpful. Right. Um, or a, like a, um, like a GI 
what's it called? Not like a doctor's appointment, but you can order a, a, a GI mapping. So they would look at everything with your gut. How do they um, do that? I don't know how they do it, but I know it's, it's more of like a, it's more of a holistic right gut approach so i don't know well, exactly I can't what it even entails say but it's interesting. i've gone there because i don't eat enough of everything you've said i know and exactly see when <laughs> so when people are like this is so people do this all the time because they're like well why xyz why is this still a problem and i'm like okay here's let's go through the checklist time to get real There's always something like most of the time people i'm like okay are you tracking temps and they're like no and i'm like okay well <laughs> you gotta do that because <laughs> yeah. you're not gonna know and this is like the, this is not like the quick fix. Thing. No, no. And, and people, once they accept that, people think they accept that. And then six months in, they're like, okay, this is stupid. And I'm like, da, da, da. Yeah. you're feeling better. You're just, there's things that you are, were, were conditioned to think happen within six months. And really the time frames a year, 18 months, two years. Yeah. I mean, so of consistency, right? Of because, consistency, yeah. because we were consistently abusing our body for what, 10, 15 years. You can at least give it the grace of giving it a year right? <laughs> to do it the right way. So what you keep saying temps, what is that? What are you talking about? So your basal body temperature. So if you're, um, if you've ever heard of natural family planning for, um, birth, like natural birth control, this would be something already familiar to you. So taking your morning temperatures, um, ideally, I mean, literally like before you get out of bed, like you wake up, move as little as possible, stick that temperature, the therm thermometer in your mouth. That is your basal temperature. That is your like baseline temp. Um, we want that to be high 97s, depending on where you are in ovulation. So like, if you have already been doing this for birth control, this is like so much easier for someone. But if you're doing, if you're before you've ovulated, high 97s, after you've ovulated, high 98s. Um, that's where we want that. And like everybody knows, you're, you're taught that in school, your body temperature should be 98.6 degrees. Okay. If you're listening to this, take your temp tomorrow. <laughs> Take your temp. I don't even care if it's not even right when you wake up. Just take it sometime tomorrow. And you might be in shock. It could be 95. 95. I know plenty of women who are like in the 95s, 95.8, 95.9. 9. 95.0 is hypothermia. Your body is hypothermic at 95 degrees. And women are walking around in the low 96s possibly high 95s wondering why they feel like crap all the time you're barely not hypothermic that is why <laughs> you feel like crap all the time right and how do we raise our body temperatures by giving our body enough fuel we're a, we're a, a stove pretend like if we're a wood a wood burning fire do we let the fire go out don't let the fire go out stoke that fire keep fuel, keep logs coming in, keep fuel coming in, keep food coming in. And truthfully, most women have such low temps from, from chronically undernourishing, under eating unbalanced blood sugars. So yeah, if you're taking your temps and you're getting 96s and then taking it also either 
you could do both, but you don't have to, um, 30 to 40 minutes after breakfast or 30 to 40 minutes after lunch. We want our body's temperature to rise with food. Not a lot, like 0.2, 0.3. So if we take our morning temp and then we eat breakfast and then we have our body, even if we're really low in the morning, that's not good. But if we rose with food, that's good. That shows our body is burning food. It's burning that food up. It's creating heat. It is stoking that fire, so to speak. If food is decreasing our body temperature, we eat and our temp goes down. That means food is stressful to our body. It still needs to digest it, but it's going to have to turn off other symptoms, other um, functions in the body to get that digestion taken care of. Wow. So like, and literally a, a basil temp, a basil thermometer is like $8. Like it's the cheapest, one of the most accurate ways to see what's going on with your thyroid and with your body. It's just, you have to be consistent with it. It takes a little bit of time, like mm-hmm. track. I would, I, I literally for months wrote my temps down in a notebook. Like this isn't like fancy. It's not sexy. It's not fun. Right. It's, it's, work like you need to put in the work and when you start to see your temps raise like there's no better feeling to see like validation for what you've been doing right and to know that's true health true validation that your body on the inside is doing what it needs to be doing right and that's a measurement of your metabolic health right yep so like burn hot we want to have a wasteful body we want to burn hot we want to burn our food we want a nice warm feet, warm hands. If you're like, I always have cold feet. I always have a cold nose. My hands are always cold. That You don't just run cold. Like nobody should be running cold. It's not a thing. <laughs> you right. need to be running hot. So if you have those symptoms, are you freezing all the time? Are you tired all the time? Do you get cold after meals? Like I would, when, when, right before I started figuring all this stuff out, I'd eat dinner. And I would, I could literally fall asleep at the dinner, at the dinner table. Like it would make me lethargic, like, because that food just hit my body and it was like, oh my gosh, we don't know what to do. Ah, help us. And it would, I mean, it was crazy and food should not make us feel that way. It should energize us. You should feel good after a meal. You should feel warm after a meal. Like all these things that are really simple and like kind of, I don't know. I don't know what the right word is, but like, you know, a home cooked meal of meat and potatoes and carrots. And like, you feel warm after your meal, you sip your bone broth. Like we're just like, basically we're basically Laura Ingalls Wilder in the 21st century here. That's what we're going for. That's what we're going for. (laughs) Like enjoy the simple things, leave this hustle culture. Yes. Make a pie, sit by the fire. (laughs) (laughs) do whatever you want that's what I want and that is how you see that's how you nourish your thyroid like right hustle culture is toxic to the thyroid I know I mean and we could talk about so many other things that have negative effects on our stress hormones that's more than just food but like food is something that is way more controllable than your job or you know right exactly how many other Limit the stress where you can. Yeah. Limit the stress where you can, because there's a lot of things we can't control. You can control that you're not stressing your body by under eating. I mean, to an extent, 
if you're at that place where you're like, I need to eat more, you can make it happen. Like right. you can do it. <laughs> a little bit of effort. Yeah. A lot of effort. That's a lot of effort. It really yeah. is. But you know what? Your body is worth it. Like, yeah. because if you don't do it now, like with these symptoms that suck and are annoying and inconvenient, then in 10 more years, 15 more years, those symptoms are going to turn into like autoimmune disease and huge issues that you can't just say, well, I just live with it. It's annoying, but whatever. At least I'm skinny. Like, no, (laughs) (laughs) you're not not going to be worth it. That's like, we're getting out of that. Like, right. But going to the other extreme where I know it's just, and it's like, it's right. Like, Lauren goes wilder. I'm telling you hard work. <laughs> you work outside, you get that sunlight on your eye. Yes. You eat the real food. Like they yeah. knew what they were doing. Like escaping the modern conveniences like that for real. The issue for a it lot is of too. because it takes work. Like, yes, making your own bread, making bone broth, making dinner at home. 100% is more work and planning. Yeah. But like in the long run, you're That's not going to be disappointed. Too, yes. <laughs> and that is like a stress. It is like really, those are natural things. Our body, like it's helpful to our body. Right. It decreases stress. Like it gives you a hit of dopamine when you are able to complete like, okay, I meal planned. Oh, I made this. I nourished my family. Like those are good things that we shouldn't, that culture, that modern culture has like turned into a bad thing you shouldn't be having to do that go work go do this go do that go do nothing like nobody feels good doing all those things oh my god there's so much to talk about what we have to know i know but um (laughs) yeah that was good that was like foundational information for people to take away and is there anything else that you feel like super important to mention like i'd say if you're starting and you're overwhelmed by it, just don't, don't overthink it. Literally eat every three to four hours, get your protein, try to hit at least hundred grams of protein a day and think about potassium content. Like you're going to feel better Yeah. and, and try so hard to let go of that and, and take your temps. I mean, if someone can start doing that right away, it's so much better. Like you are steps ahead of the game of seeing what's going on inside your body. So just start taking your temps. It takes maybe five minutes a day max to track them, to write them down, to do all the things. And you are getting such a clear picture of what your health is doing and what a clear picture of what you should not be doing. Right. If you're, if your temps are low, you are not ready to be doing that hit workout at all Mm -hmm. ever (laughs) until you get high temps. Right. Like, and, it, and, and it's almost this validation of like, yes, okay, my body, I, it's not good for me. Like, we need to hear that sometimes because we've been so trained that how could exercise be bad for me? Yeah. You know, those kind of things. So, and that, like, that is different than movement, right? Like, oh my it's gosh, it's yes. good to be sedentary. Either. No, no, hit, <laughs> like, go, walking is always, walking is right. one of the most underrated pillars of health. Like, go on a walk every day. Yes. But like, if you were this person who is like all or nothing, like I'm going to do all this, I'm going to do like, when you're talking about 75, um, 75 heart, like 
these people are like, I'll do two workouts a day. That'll be fine. No, it won't. Like that's why I made it four days. Yes. yes. Like you're you got sucked in, Bracy. Come on. Yes. And if that's like if you're moving towards that, literally make your goal now is to walk four days a week. Stop training. Stop. Like if your temps still aren't good, you're probably under eating your carbs. Like and it's just like this like secret pathway, secret like way to look into your health and get this validation so like if you want to really go for it and like feel so good that you have all this information track your temps it's not sexy it's not fun like I said just do it (laughs) write them down that's um that's one of those things that I did but I it hasn't been consistent so I'm committed to start doing that and I'm committed to do everything that you mentioned which is going to take you know, a lot of effort and I'm here for it. So it is. And it's just new habits. Right. And I want to talk about one more thing before we get off is it's important also to mention the types of foods that we shouldn't be eating because of how they affect our minerals too. So can you tell us how like ultra processed foods negatively affect our minerals? Yes. Yes. So yes. So everyone, pretty much everyone is not blind to the fact that you know a bag of oreos isn't good for you but like why why is that not good for you people say okay because it's there's fat in it because there's sugar in it all that sugar it is not sugar <laughs> cane sugar is probably if if i don't even know if there's really cane sugar in oreos <laughs> but <laughs> if there is sugar in an oreo that's the best thing in that oreo like sugar is a natural thing So when we are getting all these forms of unnatural sweeteners that aren't real, like we, we are, because maple syrup's great. Honey is great. But like even natural sugar, just cane sugar, that is not what is causing your problems. It is all these things that are in your quote unquote food that are not food. That are stabilizers, that are um, PUFA oils. So any oil that is not butter or coconut oil or ghee in a packaged item is a PUFA. It's a polyunsaturated fat. What that does when your body consumes it is those oils are unstable when they are heated over a certain temperature. Well, that temperature in your body, it's over that temperature. So they become unstable in your body. And what they end up doing is they eat up oxygen. They suck up oxygen in your body. We obviously know we need oxygen. Like, so when we're putting something in our body that's sucking up our oxygen, that is unstable, that is not digested like a fat, this, and then we combine um, fake sugar with that or an artificial sugar, even a real sugar with those polyunsaturated fats, our body doesn't know what to do with that. And it's going to suck up minerals. It's going to deplete plenty of things that our body needs just trying to fight those effects. So it's busy, just kind of like how the liver's too busy doing other jobs to do all these other things like sex sex hormones, all these things. Your body's going to, your minerals are going to be too busy trying to fight these polyunsaturated fats and the damage they're doing, oxidative stress they're doing, 
that it's not going to be able to actually do what it should do to your body and actually fuel and benefit your body. It's just going to be barely staying above water, fighting those things off. If we're eating them day after day, meal after meal, snack after snack. And that's not to say like, cause I never want people to feel like that, that gets starting into like diet industry again, where it's like, I can't eat that. I can't eat this. I can't eat that. You're right. We shouldn't eat. I try to not eat poofas in my house. Right. There are times we still go out to eat. Right. I know that that food is cooked in a crappy oil. thousand percent. Every time. Every time. Except for Buffalo Wild Wings. They use tallow, which is insane to me. <laughs> but like, so this isn't to be like, to, to cause this like fear and panic and like, oh my gosh, I can't eat anything. But the beautiful thing is if you're eating real foods, you're going to easily avoid them. Easily. Just pick up cooking butter, cooking ghee. That's the only way you're, you're going to, you'd ever come in contact with them as if you're cooking with them, if you're making real, real meals from home. Right. So don't, if you're making real food, it's really a non-concern because right. it's not going to be there because you know, what's going in those, in those meals. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Cause that's like, you're welcome. Only is it not only right. are these foods contributing to, to like, I don't know, like severe weight gain or, you mm-hmm. know, all the other symptoms that come with the ultra processed foods, but they're stealing, you're nutrients. stealing your nutrients from your brain. Yes. Just, yes. Is explains why I felt like shit. Um, mm-hmm. because I was, yes, under eating yo-yo dieting, but a lot of days I was overeating, but all I was eating was polyunsaturated fats. Like mm-hmm. it's just blows my mind how yep. I was functioning at all. So. Uh-huh. Our bodies are resilient. We, we, we complain like, why'd you do this? But man, they put up with a lot for a lot, lot of time before they rebel. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming, Ashley. You're welcome. And, um, you guys will be seeing more of Ashley in the community. So I'm so excited to have her on board as an educator in regard to the subject, because I am super aware of shitty food and (laughs) certain things, but I'm not trying to be a scientist of food scientist. (laughs) So we're going to utilize her and her knowledge and her experience. So thank you, Ashley, again, and tell them where to follow you um, on social media. Yep. Um, I am on Instagram, um, Ashfow. It's just my name. Um, that's where the bulk of my information is. I have tons of free information in my highlights. Um, I have some free guides. I have multiple other things linked in my bio as well. Yeah. She has a, a guide, like a very, everything we talked about here, but in more detail and for you guys to be able to start like putting these things into action immediately. And I'll put her, um, handle in the show notes here so you guys can go every time I'm like I need to find out something I go to her page and just look (laughs) and I'm also gonna do I'm also gonna do my meal plans for Black Friday which will be people getting their protein and hit their potassium so me so that'll take a lot of thinking off it yes if you just like don't want to put a lot of effort in or you don't have the time she'll have meal plans that's so exciting I love that yeah I'm excited All right. Thank you so much for coming. You're welcome. Thank you.